This is a show about individual experience and personal identity. There may be times when folks use identifying words or phrases that don't feel right to you. That's part of what we're exploring here. Please listen with an open heart. And as always, I welcome your polite, engaged feedback. And I encourage you to continue the conversation in your own life and with your own community. Welcome to Query. Hey, Queeros, Editor Valerie here. You're hearing my voice this week because we had, I think, three different tech issues this week. We lost a track to a tech issue. We had Cameron's mic suddenly switch to her computer's built-in mic halfway through for some reason. And we have a surprise visitor, which I think you'll enjoy. But we're making it work. We're getting through it. Anyway, thanks in advance for bearing with us, and it's worth it because we have a great episode with Charlie Sprinkman, the founder of Everywhere is Queer. They tell us all about their work making a directory of queer-owned businesses all over the country. It's a really great chat. So here's Cameron and Charlie. Enjoy the episode. So I always have folks introduce themselves. Yeah. Would you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name's Charlie. I use he, they pronouns. Um, I am the founder and CEO of Everywhere is Queer, which is a worldwide map of queer-owned businesses and queer community hub based in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, I think this is... So I'm... I that's how I became aware of you is that I like follow the thing mm-hmm. uh and am curious about it curious about the impetus uh and you know I think the reason that I want to talk specifically on this show is is like how many people feel that listen that I know feel isolated where they live yeah um and also how in my experience as a touring comic because I've gotten to go so many places in the country, yep. um, queerness is not partitioned off on the coasts. And so thus enter you yes. in the thing that <laughs> yeah. you're doing. Um, yeah. But maybe you could just talk to me about like, wh- what's the moment where you sat up in the middle of the night and decided to do this yeah. project? Yeah. Well, first off, I just want to say thanks for having me on. Um, I've been a longtime fan. I've listened to over hundreds of episodes and oh, um, very sweet. even have your book right here. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Which I have, we'll dive in, but we have a very similar life. I am from Wisconsin, Catholic. Cool. All the things. Um, we will, oh uh, we'll yes. dive in. Let's, let's get through, let's get yeah. into it. I can't yeah. wait. But, um, yes. but we'll start Thank with you. Everywhere Thanks is Queer. Thanks for starting there. That's of very course. sweet. Yeah. Thanks for all you do. Um, everywhere is queer. Um, I, in 2019 traveled for work. Uh, they gave me a van. I went to 47 of the 50 States. Um, a lot like you touring the country, um, as a queer person, I just wanted to find spaces outside of the bars, you know, everywhere I Googled. Wait, hang on. Yeah. Hang on. I want to just wait. When you say you were traveling for work yeah, and they gave, who, what is that? <laughs> Talk to me about that. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the they? <laughs> who gave you a van? What do you mean? <laughs> Um, the company was Guayaki. It was the Yerba Mate company, you know, the vibrant yellow cans. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I first and job so out of college. What was, oh my God. Okay. I was just like, I was repping their brand when all over the United States. Um, yeah. 
a wienermobile. Basically, you were a wienermobile. Yeah, I was the Red Bull girl of like the organic beverage. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I actually, you know what? I had my sister had a friend who, after college, her first job was she drove the Hershey's Kissmobile. Yeah, which is. Similar to a Wienermobile, except it's yeah. a giant Hershey kiss. Yeah, yeah. And then you like stop and you give out Hershey, Hershey yeah. kisses. Anyway, I think so. I, so branding, yeah. people, I'm a little bit aware of this. You're, you're traveling around, you're showing up maybe at like a street festival or like some parking lot outside of a 5K or whatever, <laughs> and you're getting people familiar with the brand, correct? Like well, that's the sort of so we, job description. Our target market was college students. So I was going to universities. I went to <gasps> universities every single day. And what was so funny, well, I'm, I'll stop there. I went to universities every single day and it was so funny. Would, <laughs> what are you going to say? I, no, you don't have to. You don't, I, have to. I, you don't have to. I would just roll onto campus with my little elect- electric tricycle and it had a cooler on the back and I would just hand out as much product as I could and then I'd disappear. Get the hell out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll just stop well, Did there. the electric tricycle go in the van? Yes, I drove it in and out of my van every day. Um, <laughs> was there a little ramp? Yes, that I, I I propped down, and the whole van was like bright yellow. In the it was a can. Uh-huh. It was a. It wasn't the shape of a can, but it was a Ford Transit extended high roof. Um. So yeah, I did that for one year, and I went to forty seven of the fifty states. And this is when not the full idea of everywhere is queer came to life, but when I was like, I want to find queer spaces outside of like googling. Like you search like queer spaces, and it's always like this gay bar. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I do drink. I want to go to those spaces, but like, also the girl's got to eat a, a bagel somewhere, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, um, that's when I like started to like, okay. And then that was 2019, February 4th, 2020. I moved to Brooklyn, New York, uh, February 4th, 2020, <laughs> March 16th. I move out because of pandemic. Um, so I was there for like six weeks and then, uh, Moved to Boulder, Colorado. I go and volunteer at Brave Trails, which is a queer youth leadership camp for 12 to 18-year-old youth outside of LA. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like the Tegan and Sarah Foundation. Yes. Uh, they did something. Helps yes. to fund that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so good on them. Good on them. <laughs> Hello to my friend Tegan and also Sarah. Yeah. Yes. Hi, friends. Continue. Thanks for all that you do in supporting Brave Trails. Um, yeah. So I went to Brave Trails and being in a space of 100 queer people was my first time of that experience oh, like amazing. that. Yeah. Um, and it was so euphoric. I mean, uh, it was the first time in seven days that nobody didn't comment on my voice of confused if I'm a woman or a man or what's happening, who am I talking to, you know, what's going on. Um, and so, yeah, I had that experience and I was driving back to Boulder, Colorado from LA. So I had like uh, 18 hour drive. I don't remember. And on that drive, Everywhere Square came to mind, a worldwide map of queer owned businesses. And I like pulled over mm-hmm. my car and I was like, does this exist? Because I think this is kind of a good idea. <laughs> and um, was like Googling and Googling, didn't really find anything. I was like, okay, I'm going to drive back. And I just dove into my computer, not a tech person at all, uh, figured out how to create an application that I can then, you know, approve for a pin to fall on a map. Um, mm. And oh gosh. The archives of the Everywhere is Queer first map that I did go live with. This colorblind human (laughs) over here is uh, not a designer. I will tell you that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's like where it all kind of started. And then January 2nd, 2022, I posted my Everywhere is Queer logo on Instagram. 
Okay, I've got some follow-up questions. Yeah, I grabbed a notebook me. so I could write them down. Um, as always, anything that doesn't feel like you want to talk about it, you can opt out. But I wanted to ask a follow-up question about your voice. Um, and specifically because, you know, this is an audio medium, but also because you mentioned not people not knowing how to receive you. Yeah. And I just, I guess I wanted to ask more about that. Uh, yeah. Can you tell me about that experience? Can you tell me what that's like? Can you tell me your experience of when, why, where it yeah. happens? Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, sweet. I would love to talk about it. I'm very open about it. Uh, as one that grew up in rural Wisconsin, 30 miles west of Milwaukee, um, raised very Catholic uh, to the point where I was an altar boy and uh, confirmed Catholic at 18 years old, uh, church twice a week. Um, Catholic school, obviously. Um, <sighs> I was always, yeah, I, I hit puberty later in life. I feel like I hit puberty. I feel like I'm still hitting puberty at points, you know, um, but most of my upbringing, I always had a higher voice. Um, and really in these audio spaces, so like on the phone, every time I answered our home phone, they, every single person thought it was my mom. And I was, they would like be calling for my mom, Barbie. <laughs> and I would be like, not Barbie, it's Charlie. <laughs> um, Classic name. I know. Um, <gasps> she's getting royalties in the movie. You know, I'm just kidding. Yeah, good. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope so. Um, but yeah, just every single time, not once did people think it was Charlie. <laughs> um, and that just like went on. Uh, I, I'd go home. I went to university in Colorado, but even college coming back to Wisconsin, I'd sit at the bar with my mom and the bartender. I have a mustache and the bartenders would be like, what can I get you ladies to drink? Just time and time and time and time again. And mm. I will tell you just really rural Wisconsin, like Colorado. Nope. Oregon. Nope. You know, not even like rural Oregon or rural Colorado. I'm like, just this Wisconsin pocket, I feel like just can't let go mm. of a male having their their nails painted and stuff like that. You know, I did have longer hair. I will give the people that. But like nothing, long hair doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say like. For me, when that happened, especially when I was younger, um, I that felt embarrassing to me. Oh yeah. Um, because I think I felt made me feel like I was the wrong thing. Um, and I didn't know if people were gonna realize they had said something that they were gonna think was incorrect. And then I didn't know would they make fun of me or like what would happen at that, then they'd be embarrassed. So just like a very shame field filled experience for me. And um, I don't even know. It's like so odd because the other thing is that, you know, I don't even know that it, I'm not, I'm not necessarily asserting uh, like a full need for a ma'am. I honestly do not know. Same. What <laughs> I am expecting from the universe. I'm just kind of, surfing this Same. body in this life. And um, so it does, I don't know that I think moving through that like fear and like shame piece, I don't even know if I would give a fuck, but it really is like the, 
what's this person going to do? And have I made a mistake or am I a mistake? And if those, I'm, so I'm working on processing those things in my life just to see like, I don't know. Do yeah. I even care about this? I'm not sure I care. I mean, I, I don't mean to breathe, like just go over all of the shame and hard experiences that I had. I agree. I mean, I, I internalized so much of this of like, what am I doing? Am I meant to be something that something else? Is this the universe telling me that I'm something else? And um, yeah, really hard for me. Uh, and I, yeah. in, I did the classic, like, okay, I have to be super masculine and like do all of these things to prove people that I am masculine, you know? And so. Yeah. Do you like your voice? I have come to like my voice. Yeah. It's been a journey. You know, I, mm. I still, if I'm being honest, listen back on a podcast that I recorded on and I'm like, yikes, you know, mm. but I like am able to, to like honor that, sit with that and like listen and, and, mm. and find peace in, in my voice. Um, it's, it's so still a journey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting also how like. And I've talked about this on the show too, but before, but it's like, it's interesting how also patriarchy and even how like recording equipment is set up and whose voice we're used to listening to. Because I, as much in all the areas of discomfort, I've never had discomfort around my voice because my voice is a lower register. And that is actually what like prevailing American culture <laughs> wants, right? Like we want yeah. to hear uh, people on the radio who are in a lower register because that is still this um, preference for like yeah. air quotes male voices and even recording equipment is set up so that it like, like we just are, we want, we want lower voices. Yeah. Maybe outside of like musicians, you know, we're happy that Mariah can <laughs> yeah, hit that note. Yeah, hit we it. like a whistle note on <laughs> yeah. Ariana. Um, yeah. But, but in terms of like, podcasting and stuff like that there's a preference there yeah um because of what our ears are used to listening to so even that it's like wild because while you and i might have like you know this shame in common it's like everything is so fucking layered because like i love my voice yeah. and it's something i've gotten a lot of praise for yeah people really respond positively to it also it's we we associate like you know, commanding a commanding presence and a dominating presence with a deeper voice. So, yeah. um, I know that like versus some of my women friends who have like higher voices, I know, I mean, whatever. The other thing is men always want to fight me. So that's <laughs> that the other side of it. Um, they might like listen to me in a business meeting, yeah. but then they do want to fight me on the street. So I don't know, man. It's like, the men just like the men run away from me, so I'm just like they don't want anything. Oh really? To oh yeah, they're like, is that the vibe? Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, men want they they do not run away. They it's nose it's a real nose to nose situation. Oh, so I'm realizing funny. I need to let go of that because yeah. I am so used to being received that way that I like <laughs> will then match yeah. that energy. Yeah, you're and then like suddenly I'm in some sort of like a box like a like an emotional <laughs> boxing match with like a person I don't even my friends aren't even aware of this person's in the room. And yeah. then like we leave and I'm like, did you see that guy and how we had absolutely didn't say any words to each other 
there, but was like, <laughs> there was like a fight going on yeah. during the entire. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, it's like there's like a. I don't know, man. Alpha dog energy is like. I gotta knock it off. Yeah. I would like to knock it off. Oh, my dog is arriving. Oh. Hang on a moment. I'm going to just open the door and allow this dog to enter the house. Be right back. Come on in, dog. Well, I'm not in your house. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! What kind of dog? Oh, this is Ruby. Oh, come here, sweetheart. She's a tiny, you know, seven pound identical twin. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's what they say. No, that's what people say, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, odd. We have like the same haircut. Yeah, I was just going to say. She doesn't get your hair styled. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she. she just got a new dog walker. It's actually like kind of amazing because she has a titanium plate in her leg. Talk about like being in the world and trying to keep a good attitude. She she got jumped at the dog park when she was a teeny oh. guy. And um, so we don't go to the dog park anymore. But I want her to be social and keep her little leg moving. So there's a dog walker that does like senior walks. She's three. She goes for walks. With, like, a bunch of seniors. Oh. She's got this, like, you know, Little, um, yeah. leg that that uh, needs some special care. Oh. And so, anyway, it's uh, amazing. I'm so happy for her. She's making friends. I'm so proud She's of her. Exercise. Yeah, look at her. <laughs> Cute. And now she's looking at something. Oh, there's a squirrel outside. So, this is all very, like I said, unmanageable. But thank you for your patience. Yeah, of course. Um. And Valerie, some of this you can just leave in because it's there's going to be a clear moment where the like podcast went off the rails and then came back. But anyway, um, okay, Charlie, I want to ask you some other questions. Yeah. And one is, do you get do you make money? Do I make off money? of this project? Um, I have really not made that much money. I will be honest. Um, yeah, I am figuring out. Um, my path of monetization, um, yeah. which I'm excited to share with the listeners because y'all are some of the first people to hear this. Um, but I am developing an app. Cool. Um, Great. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of ways for businesses to like promote themselves at a very affordable cost 
Um, I have like a little bit of a following on Instagram. So like some brand partnerships here and there. Um, no, I have not made that much money. <laughs> but we're working on it. Okay, sorry for some reason my recording just stops at where I started it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that is not... Please don't take any of that as a criticism. I think oh, something not at all. that is... I mean, to be honest, I make, and you know, listeners know this, I make no fucking money doing this show. I make so yeah. much, like so much of my income elsewhere. And yes, in the years I've been doing this show, I have had, I certainly get ads. There's a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All that stuff works. I've had one really big brand partnership, which was Skittles. Shout out to Skittles. We love you. <laughs> Thank you for your support. But, you know, it's a lot of, I don't even know why I'm still doing it. I have to think about this all the time. I think Uh for me, besides like, so there's a group of people that support the show through Patreon that I meet with every month. And I actually really have this like sweet relationship with them at this point. And and I like them all a lot. So that's nice. Um, but it also just helps me meet other queer people, like people I'd want to yeah. talk to. And that yeah. helps me continue to have a network of people that might, that I might be able to work with in the future or that, yeah. I, might be, that might be able to come, that I might be able to invite a sh- to a show next time I'm in Portland. Yeah. Um, yes, I will be there. But you know, just things where it's um, reinvigorating my community and my community yeah. participation. And I really like that for me, but maybe you could tell yeah. me why you are continuing to do a thing that you have not yeah. yet figured out how to monetize. Is it the hope of monetization in the future? Is it the service to the community? Is it how it makes your life better? What's the reason? I mean, all the above, but I started this solely with a full-time job. Um, I had a full-time job up until uh, uh, like May of this year. And then I went from that job down to part-time and I actually just chose to leave that job a week ago from recording this today. Um, So I'm actually going to pursue everywhere is queer full-time here. It's scary. I do not make enough money to like even pay all my bills right now, but I have faith that I can build something. But why did I start everywhere is queer? So queer and trans people can navigate through this world and be seen as their authentic selves selfishly kind of created it for myself as I travel too, you know, Mm. I, I, and obviously a space for queer and trans people and the ally community to find queer owned businesses to support. And, you know, I've gotten hundreds of DMS already that like a lesbian couple was like, we would have never taken a road trip across the United States just so you know. Mm. And they were like, we just planned our first road trip and we're going to like stop at all of these spaces on your map. You know, um, it's that, I mean, uh, as one that grew up in rural America, I understand how scary it can be, but I know that queer people exist there. And so it's like, how can we find those people? Uh, and I hope that like, yeah, I mean, for me as a kid, what I say is like, if I knew of the queer owned coffee shop, that does exist around my area. I wish I could have just sat there as a not out 
kid yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like see queer people exist. So I'd like to shout out the Diesel Cafe in oh, Somerville, yes. Massachusetts, um, because that is when I was in college and I couldn't come out in college because it was incredibly homophobic school that literally did yeah. not include sexual orientation in the non-discrimination policy. I would so take awful. a train to another train to from one end of one line to the yeah. other end, well, one of the last stops in the other line of the subway or I guess it's technically above ground, the T in Boston. I take mm-hmm. from one end, like basically to the other um, to go sit there because like some of the yeah. baristas look like Shane or whatever. <laughs> no, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, would, I didn't even order anything. First of all, I didn't drink coffee. And second of yeah. all, I had no idea what to order. And third of all, I didn't want to talk to anybody. But I would go sit there and no, read that's... like the Boston Phoenix which is a, you know, the all weekly and just, yes. it really changed my life. So I hear you. And I want to ask you when, when I'm thinking about queer owned businesses, it's funny that you said coffee shops and that, that it's like, that's what I assume they are. I just assume it's a map of coffee shops, but like, could you let me know what are some other trends that you've noticed? What kind of businesses do we own? Um, I would say queer people are amazing. First off, um, they are damn creative. <laughs> I am like, we got a hoof cleaner over here. We got a dog walker over here. We got, oh, like, we got all the things. Cleaner. If you need, if you need Is that a candle, a farrier? I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Keep I going. I don't actually know. Um, Maybe that's you... the person who puts horseshoes on. <laughs> this does. This is not important, yeah. and I do not need to be interrupting you to say this. But it, for no, some reason, good. I wanted to no, show off my good. knowledge that comes from the television show Yellowstone, <laughs> which I don't even know if I should be watching. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, barber shops. I think, of course, uh, we own barber shops. What else? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many tattoo studios or like tattoo oh artists. Oh my God, it's so you know? funny. I like just, if I had taken two seconds, okay, tattoo shops. <laughs> okay, and real shops, estate agents. I, real estate agents. That one I wouldn't hustlers. have come up with. That one like, I would not have come up with. People are hustlers. Yeah. I would not have come up with that one. Are there any other? Okay. Barbershop tattoo okay, studios. But, Anything else I have that to, is like a trend? Well, like, yeah. No, this one's not a trend, but I have shouted them out in every single damn thing I've said to any news site. Um, People's Inclusive Welding in Portland, Maine. They're uh, like a welding, they have welding courses and they teach queer and trans people how to weld. Cool. And I am like, I want to do that. I, I want to be taught how yeah, to weld. How else am I going to build my iron throne? Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, Okay. That's awesome. Do you have any favorites that you've been able to go to? Because I'm assuming like people are submitting these, you're, you know, you're validating. What is it? Verifying. I I approve. Yeah. And and been to every single one, but what are some (laughs) that you've been to that you. Okay. So I've been living in Bend, Oregon, uh, for two years and I moved to Portland in May. And since doing my whole van excursion in 2019 and all these things, like I actually got really burnt out from traveling and I'm like, wake up in my bed every day. And I'm like, so damn grateful to have a bed. Um, I haven't traveled that much since I've launched everywhere is queer, (laughs) which is kind of funny. Tell me about your own neighborhood then. Well, I've connected with the 50 plus businesses in Bend, Oregon, like Sweet. what 50 plus queer owned businesses in small town Bend, Oregon. And it's just, it's so amazing. 
like shout out to Somewhere That's Green and John Behind the Plant Shop that has been a queer hub of Bend, Oregon, such a safe space. Um, Sierra at Bo's Bagels. Um, gosh, I could go on and on. But what here in Portland, Portland, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just was so there many recently. barber shops. You oh, were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. I don't know. It's a couple okay. months ago for shows. And oh, I missed let's that. Let's see. Where did I go to? I went to some lesbian bar for. You went a to sports bra. Uh, I did Doc not Marie's. go to the sports bra, but I, it's, it's like, God, maybe it's like called like Mary. Doc Marie's. What is it? Doc Marie's. Yep. Cause it's Doc Martens, but you know. I went to Doc Marie's. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I went there for a screening of a documentary. And. Nice. A documentary. Nice. Was like a little weird. I have been there. Nobody, um, but it was really, <laughs> yeah. it was really fun. Beautiful, beautiful bar. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have been going around. Um, I have to shout out my friend Mel at Sandwich. Literally oh. the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. Okay. I swear every business is queer owned in Portland. I'm like, this is fascinating because I like go out to eat and I'm like, is this place queer owned? Is this place queer owned? And then I like message them and they're like, yeah, we are queer owned. And I'm like, amazing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank so you. So I'm just, yeah, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. No, ahead. I was just gonna say that I'm, I'm still like, I have so much to explore. I've been here for five months, and I'm like, I need to utilize my own resource more often. <laughs> right. I mean, may we all, may we mm-hmm. all. Uh, but I think that's actually. I mean, when something's your job, something sometimes it's a little hard to look. You know what I never do? Go see stand up comedy. <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's so valid so there we go I was just in Denver I was just in Denver and you know it's funny I was like in Denver and I'm like oh I should probably pull up my own resource and like find a bar to go to because we were like where should we go get drinks and we went to Town Hall Collective queer owned um Mm. what a cool space ping pong table outside the bar that's my dream wow okay that's awesome uh and i hope that people are saying well like number one either pull it up and look at a place to go to where they live locally like add um so how can people add maybe you could talk to me about that so i want the businesses to add themselves um because i want their consent to be on the map um because it is a public facing like free resource and so every single business on the map has consented yeah because so if you know we're not trying to out people Yes. Or, put, or create a map for terrorists. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Make sure that people know. Correct. By the way, have you considered expanding to do a map of all queer people? Just every single <laughs> queer in one map. And then, <laughs> and we just. That's one of the scariest oh my God. things I've ever thought that of sounds, in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's like. And we're I'm tracked. Like, yeah. Are people putting their addresses? Like, no. no yeah, yeah, yeah. It's home addresses. Social yeah, security yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have um, a gay couple, amazing couple. Uh, I forgot their Instagram. Um, 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 two dads or something. Two gay dads on Instagram. Um, and they uh, were like, we want to make a map of gay dads. So like when we travel, we can like connect with oh gay dads. Oh my God. Did they do it? And I'm like, <laughs> well, they were like wanting me to create the map. And I was oh like, God. I just, no. I, I'm going to s- stay in my lane for right now, you know? <laughs> and like, 
But I mean, like, oh. I understand wanting to find your people, like your gay dads, wherever you are. Of course. But I'm just of like, course. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, oh my God. That... Should we create a lesbian app or a lesbian map? <laughs> oh my God. No, no. We... I will say that absolutely we should not create that. <laughs> but I understand this urge for those gay dads. Um, and I send them all my love. Uh, yes. Okay, so let's see. One more thing to sort of circle on, which is like, you know, you said you weren't a tech savvy person. No. What the fuck? How did you get to here? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, honestly, every single thing that you see with Everywhere is Queer has really been me, myself, and I. Like, I am, these are moments where I'm like, I am damn proud of myself. Now, I have had some help, but I have not hired people to, like, I've hired someone to, like, design my website, hired a queer person out of Bend, Oregon, um, amazing web designer named Lucy. Find them on my map. Use Lucy. Amazing. Um, but I, other than that, like, I have had this amazing team called Proxy. They're not queer-owned, uh, which is okay. We love allies. Um, but they are based out of Seattle, and that is what my map is currently hosted on. And they have been so kind, pro bonoed me, you know, their mapping service. Oh, wow. Um, and have, like, done a lot to help me build the map to what it is today. Um but I'm excited to say that I actually did just bring on and hire a developer Sweet. Um, in the last uh, month. He's queer, lives in LA, um, and we're we're developing this app. It's going to be so great. And so that's going to eventually become like its own whole thing. And I'll have my own website, not on Squarespace anymore. It'll be like its own coded everywhere's queer website, you know? Yes. I want to have this app. Please keep doing this. Yeah, Go. it's going to be so good. It's going to like version one, easy, centered around the map, find the places around you, search where you're going. And we want to do like a whole online shops section because there's so many of the businesses that aren't brick and mortar. And so like you're going to be able to search like what do you want? Plates, napkins, candles, so many candles to be bought. What um, do I want? Bell bottoms. I search it. Um, oh my God, what's the brand? You probably already know them, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? I need, yeah, I need to be able to ask people for, I mean, even yeah. that it's like, uh, yes, connection is important. Connecting this person to this thing is important. Even I, I have a lot of experience with this. Um, but it's, you know, it takes like research and effort and, um, it would be nice to decrease the barrier for entry. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah, absolutely. You know. And I mean, I just want to support queer entrepreneurs and, you know, I eventually want to like build it into something bigger. Like I am really inspired by like the humans of New York Instagram, you know, where they like dive deep vulnerable stories of like these people. Like I want to, I want to like dive into these queer people's stories. I mean, a lot like you have, it's why I've been such a fan of this podcast. You know, it's like, I love connecting, hearing people's stories, you know? And so you want to, I'm starting to do table. that. I do want to make a coffee table, but that would be and cool. You want it to be on the coffee tables at the queer owned coffee shops, tattoo parlors, and barbershops. 
This was a question I had for you. I'm like, how do you feel about your book now that it's 2023? When did you release it? 2020? Yes. Yeah. Just like so much changes in time. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, you know what I'll say about like print, but specifically books is I think they are actually supposed to capture a time and place. So yeah. Yes. Like there's stuff that has changed. That's also true for like stand-up albums I've recorded or like, it's actually true for course. everything. It's everything. Done, yeah, I, you know? I agree. And yeah. I think that, yeah. but I think for books, it's like, um, I'm okay with it. That's the, that's the full yeah. answer. I'm okay with it. I hope it's not the yeah. only thing I ever get to write that's a book. You know, I've gotten to read, mm-hmm. write like shorter pieces too. I hope it's not the only mm-hmm. thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even like, you know, it's all changing so fast. And as yeah. we document queerness, literally how are we supposed to keep up? I was just actually thinking about this this morning because I'm going to make a little Instagram reel about this. But I always hear people, you know, I always hear straight people talk about, like, how they can't possibly keep up with, like, the language and, like, how many letters are going to be added to the thing, you know? And I want to be like, <laughs> yeah. listen, motherfuckers, do you know who else has to, like, keep up with the language? Us. We do. I'm like middle age. Do you think I use the same language that people in high school use? No. When people are talking about protecting kids from learning queer culture, I'm like, kids are teaching queer culture. You're out of your fucking minds. You think I know what's going on? No. I watch TikToks and then I figure out what the fuck is going on from that. So anyway, this will be a great Instagram. How do I say slay again? (laughs) You know, what does slay mean? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. None of us do. I'm like, yeah, um, slay the day away, you know? Anyway, um, I definitely believe in this project. I'm really glad you're doing it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really glad also to talk to you. Um, Thank you. Charlie, before I like send you back in your day, I guess I just want to ask you... Well, like, what's the best way people can support this project is the first thing. And then is it like following? Like, what's the best way? Yeah. Um, well, I want to say one thing before I forget. Um, yeah. I don't think I answered it previously, but if you know of a queer owned business, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, please do like either message them about us or DM me on it. It's just me behind everywhere is queer on Instagram, TikTok. Um, like let us know and I will reach out. Um, but if, Awesome. happens that you reach out and I reach out like that's great you know okay, awesome. um but yeah so if people know of a queer owned business let them know about us they will add if they want to add themselves no awesome. pressure you do not have to add your queer owned business if you do not want to um everywhere is queer on instagram everywhere is queer on tiktok everywhere is queer.com stay tuned uh you can join my newsletter i am interviewing queer entrepreneurs and doing a weekly story starting next week, um, which will probably be the week that you might be listening to this or whenever this comes out. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, follow me on the things, but use my resource and get, stay tuned for the app. Awesome. Hoping the next like month or two. Okay. Well, good luck and thank you. Universe speed.
And Thank you. before I send you back into your day, would you like to shout out a queer old person, place, or thing that made you feel you could be who you are today? You know, in rural Wisconsin, I just have to say that seeing the queer eye like cast so broadly broadcasted mm. <laughs> on all of the things, um, JVN, my heart, you have my heart. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, but that whole cast, Karamo reposted my Instagram the other day and I was like, oh, ah! that's really nice. <laughs> wow, that's um, but yeah, I'm just, um, I love them. See, that's what's so. so funny. Again, just to go back to my point, like that's not even my queer eye cast. My queer eye cast yeah. is a different cast I from know. the distant past. I know. Do I, I know. do I love the, the <laughs> people that are working on that show? No, yes. When you first said that, I was like, I know. Yeah. I know what you mean. And it's like I'm young. <laughs> thinking of the same people. So Yeah. We love I'm it. I'm 26. I'm 26. I'm young. You yeah, know? babe. So yeah. Well, you know, here you are. Hey, I own it. I own it. I own it. What do you mean? You own being young? Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. Every age is valid. We're all, we're yeah, all just, yes. we're all just on a spinning. We're all, we're all just, just trying to figure spinning, something out. We're all just know? on a spinning yeah. sphere. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm just a we'll heathay try. traveling through this world. Yes. Yeah. It's really good to talk to you. And, um. So good to talk with you. I will definitely stay tuned. Yes. We'll be in touch. Thanks for having me. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.